How are people like us, who don't have time to burn and are willing to grow a business from our own money, choosing to follow a new vision, building relationships, knowing our business cycles, and using intentional strategy for momentum, still remaining in love with the personal process of growing a business of impact? That's a magic question, and this podcast will discuss answers. Hey guys, welcome to First World Boy. This is Will. Just wanted to chat about social assets today. Now, the normal thing at the moment is uh, what do I do with my business and how do I get involved in developing some sort of social asset that will promote the business. And generally, people will set up a Facebook account and, or a Google account and throw $1,000 at it and see what happens. And as I always say, go and take yourself out or someone you care for, have a good time, make a memory. Because the reality is you've got to look at long term and trying to just grab someone's attention and give them a sucker punch, you know, like um, get their attention, take their money and run. Uh, When the reality is you've got to develop the asset more organically and paid has two ways of looking at it. You're either going to pay and do it aggressively and um, pay handsomely or you're going to best look at a setting up social assets in uh, at first uh, simply but then looking at it in more detail and then look at using pay to scale what works. It's been tested. So examples, uh, I've got a great one. Um, I think uh, Dot Com Secrets is a book. I think uh, the old version, uh, I think it was page five or something like that, had a great um, setup in regard to assets, how to look at them. And then I sort of looked at uh, different people like uh, Gary Vee or Peng Joon about how they approach those assets. So on the one hand, with your social assets, you can uh, quickly create a publishing strategy where you do everything all at once you may film a year's worth in four or five days and then uh, use the different social assets to promote the same message but in a different way suited to the uh, native rules or content of that platform so an example might be that you film a live use the video in your youtube uh, do stories for instagram to say what you're doing and also to relaunch it if it becomes a product. Uh, You can then use the audio for your podcast, the uh, words for your blog, or even the base of your Instagram with another photo or a snippet of what's going on. And you're really trying to divide up the content or the message in its own way suited to that platform. So at first it seems tedious and all over the place, but once you get into a routine, it's a little bit reduces workload so it's, you know, it's an important part of your routine, like making your bed or um, brushing your teeth. So the ones I'm, I've discovered that seem to fit in my phase of the business is a podcast. So that's like your radio for your uh, business. So even if you've got selling a single product online, 
because of that competition, you're trying to capture that email, you're trying to gain attention and really looking at um, using a podcast like your business radio. And the benefit of that is that you're not only speaking to your client about their problem, you're also speaking to staff or contractors or people who want to learn about you, work with you, uh, like peers or fans being your clients. So they, they can uh, get the message uh, that you're talking about or also find out that you understand their problem. And I really like the power of podcasts because it can continue to change as your business evolves. So at first, and you can even change the way you present it. You can be act like a reporter, reporting on what you're learning or what's testing and what's working, what's not, um, client attitudes, industry changes. Then you can shift into expert knowledge as the business evolves. And then you can draw products off that or you can use it to develop a peer network, which is where your real scaling comes in. You, know, you don't have to spend a penny. You just uh, do joint ventures because remember your product will basic, or your service is basically a piece of a puzzle. And you might find a large business with a large audience. They already have a puzzle where they need, they could benefit from your piece. So you work together, come up with an agreement. You, you gain the list, they gain a slice of the revenue. So um, the radio is a really great way to do it, whether you're an artist or a small business, it's, it's value um, will increase. And so that's your radio of your business. And you're looking at your emails. Um, I believe it's been said that if you set up, um, if you educate clients in every part of your product and they don't buy at, at first, I mean, many of our people I've, I've never advertised to, but they heard of me somewhere or was referred or they saw something about me a long time ago. Now they've looked and waited in time and the pennies dropped or they're ready or they feel I'm ready to serve them. So uh, you want to capture that email because... That's where you can earn, I think it's been sent, a dollar per email per month if you're looking after that list. If you don't offend them, if you don't, uh, if you don't, uh, or if you maintain offers. Because I, I look at the offer I've been working on and the advice I got recently was split it into its pieces. Because although it might be a full product that's going to give maximum value, everyone's different. So they, so... I'm in a discussion now where someone needs um, one of our three principles, one of our segments around the wealth part of their business. And that, that, that principle breaks into four other models. And that's perfect for them at this moment. And with that success, they will uh, more than likely um, ask us to deal with the other two principles. So we follow three principles for our business. And so capturing that email and knowing that it's worthwhile and giving information. Remember, the information's really, as much as it's proprietary, uh, you can give it away for free or paid. It's not actually the product because people have enough information to do, but they just don't act. So you might have a client that'll read your book, do a free offer or, or buy it online and they'll have everything they need. That's just the pieces to their puzzle. But you might have someone who doesn't want to read, doesn't have time to sit around talking, um, doesn't want to be an expert. They just want you to come in. So they might pay you $25,000 for a visit because they just want that problem addressed, that piece of the puzzle dealt with immediately. So there's lots. Of, it's more so what the client wants. Your product can be delivered for free through your social assets. Um, 
or for paid, but there's different levels. So an example is you'd speak about strategy all day through your social assets, but your products deliver the tactics which give the results. And I heard that one from Russell Brunson recently. I thought that was a great way. They did a funnel hacking live conference. They do really want to go to the 2021 next March. Uh, so if I go to the, your next asset, uh, YouTube. So that's like your television station. That's another great one for, say you hire someone to help you. It's like, oh, watch these 10 videos and you'll get an idea of our expectations. Uh, and you can tie in products like Loom um, or any webinar softwares to look at ways to just increase and expand the coverage of, uh, of your message out, out to the people who require your services or your products. And um, what's another good one? So we've got our podcast, our email capture, we've got our um, Instagram with our live daily stories and blogging, and we've got a YouTube for our channel. Uh, and, then you, and obviously you've got your Facebook, Facebook Lives or YouTube Lives, so there, there's some strategy there. Um, and just remember your blogs, either on Instagram or on Medium, whether you create revenue off them or not, they can act like a newspaper, also a way to pursue a peer group and gain further attention because ultimately you're using these social assets to build pressure, which is attention, and head it towards a proof horizon, an annual event or an annual moment that will uh, turn your cash earning ability into like a capital gain. So you would sort of the best way to think of it instead of daily, uh, weekly earnings, you're going to shift that to cream end of the year. Because one of the things in business, you want the confidence to be able to measure it and get that annual result and then actually have a proper break from your business. And that's another strength of a social asset. So, so say you follow your published product to promotions into your proof horizon, it's successful. That could take up a month of planning, 10 weeks, 10 months of work and uh, earning cash flow and capital gain. And then the last month, you actually have a break and then you use social media to go over your wins and losses for the year and also repackage some of that, uh, some of the content from your proof horizon to educate and draw more attention for the following year before you begin back at work. And it's just great that if you can obsess about your client, but then at the same time, have a proper break so you're re-energised to reserve at the best of your ability. That's how I see it. That's the cycle I'm working through and also sharing with my clients. Hope you're doing well. Don't stress too much over social assets, but you do have to act. Um, in the beginning, it'll feel like 50%. But once you get a strategy in place, and if you want to have a chat to me about our AMPT publishing formula, uh, it's, it just gives you, enables you to reimagine where you're at and where you've got to go, especially in an annual cycle. And that's, sometimes we get caught on all the fuzzy stuff, you know, like, oh, how does this work? Hashtag this. It's not not as important. It's more your tactics and strategy around the behaviour of serving your client and getting their attention. So if you want to have a chat, happy to go on. Um, I'm going to start doing live webinars instead of um, one every once in a while with a rerun. So in the next month, we'll look on uh, doing it on Loom. So it's live. And I'll, what I like about it is I can use the whiteboard there and actually improve my ability to show you uh, through... Uh, sketches or concepts so you can see where you're at and join some dots in your mind because I mean we're, we're always searching we don't need to everything we've got is around us we're just trying to join those dots and that's the goal 
of what we're doing with our flywheel map and our amped publishing formula. Thanks for listening. First world boy, take care. Recess. Rectangle. Thank you. Recess. Triangle. Good girl, Dad. Thank you.